Let's read some Glitch in the Matrix stories, part 233. Imaginary friend or guardian angel. Hi, Andy. Hi. This one is a long one where it's been going on since my earliest memories. As a child, it was normal to my friends, family, and myself that I had this imaginary friend. Her name was Rosie. For many years, we played it off as I was a child with a very active imagination until it couldn't be denied that this wasn't the case. It started like everybody else's did. She went everywhere with me and we did everything together. She had a very distinct look, two long blonde pigtails with blue scrunchies in them, a baby pink t-shirt, and faded blue jeans. This will be important down the road. At age five, Rosie started to leave me messages. It started as a game with my friends to freak out people who didn't know about her. Usually it was something silly like take five steps to the left and ten forward and then you will find the next. This was made up for a handful of times, just weird kids trying to be freaky until one day I really did see it and so did my best friend. We got to the small park on my road after following these messages where in the dirt it was clear as day written stop. We played it off as one of the boys in the neighborhood wrote it as a joke. However, they were all up in the road at the baseball field. We continued to the back of the park as we normally did and carved into a tree. It said, help. Keep in mind, we went to this park many times in a day and it wasn't there just an hour prior and we didn't see anybody go to the park between us being there. We agreed then and there that we wouldn't play this game anymore. A few weeks had gone by still very weirded out. I tried not to think about Rosie and why we happened to be led to these messages that were undoubtedly there. I had a friend over who never heard or knew about Rosie. Looking out of my bedroom window, there was a duplex style apartment, the one closest being empty for as long as I had been alive. We always played with dolls in my window, so it wasn't unusual for us to be sitting there, but it it was unusual that she asked, who's that blonde girl next door? I think she wants to play with us. <gasps> I looked up and saw Rosie sitting in the window of the apartment looking very sad and lonely like she wanted to join us. I said something along the lines of, her parents don't let her play with me. We can't. Not wanting the cool girl to think I'm a weirdo having an imaginary friend, except she saw the figure of my imagination too. I had come to terms of having her in my life and we peacefully coexisted. Whenever I couldn't find something or things were gone wrong, I'd turn and ask her as most people would to a higher spirit and she guided me through it. She still does to this day and I'm now 22. In my teen years, someone close to my family started doing seances and I wanted to try. As she went around and lit the candles, I started to see a blurry image of Rosie, almost as if she were a holograph waving me into another room. I slowly made my way into the kitchen as she motioned me to do where all I heard was her telling me not to join. I'm not safe and that I need to leave. I didn't listen and proceeded to talk to so many people on the other side, learned a lot of scary things, which many kept me up for almost a week at a time. Thankfully, nothing attached to me while performing these. I just had an uncomfortable feeling in the house that these were performed. I don't think she was warning me for these specific acts. I think it was to not fall into this and do it on my own, which I didn't realize until I had started doing it frequently. I soon after this got a Ouija board and use it with anyone that was willing. <gasps> it was my 15th birthday and five of us sat around the Ouija board trying to get anything or anyone to come through. Immediately, we were told that we were speaking to Rosie. At this point, most everyone playing had heard about her where I was super into afterlife, ghost, paranormal, etc. They all thought I was moving the eye, so I stopped playing and allowed them to ask the questions that myself and no other person not playing knew the answers to, and to no surprise, they were all answered correctly. They wanted to know how she died, and she said, Father. This was a detail I didn't know. It was something I had never even thought to ask her. I just accepted her as a child. Well, yeah, why would you? You think it's just an imaginary friend. You don't ask an imaginary friend like, hey, how did you die? Because that's not, that's not what that is. During this, I was overcome with a heavy feeling, not just in my chest, but like someone had thrown a weighted blanket over me and I was stuck in this one spot. While I was in this paralyzed feeling, the friend who wasn't playing started to space out. She became pale and her eyes turned black. As soon as this happened, it was like the blanket was taken off. I was able to get to her very fast. When I got to her side, a single tear of blood fell. What? 
rightfully scared, they said goodbye on the board. And the same moment, her eyes went back to normal. And she said that she felt like all of her energy was gone. I knew right away it wasn't Rosie that was talking to us. It was something much more powerful. I put the Ouija board away that night and I haven't touched it since. Just a few months later, I went to see the movie Lights Out. Key information, I had my own bathroom in this house and I made sure I left the lights on that led up to my bedroom because I would be home alone and didn't want to be scared. After the movie, my friend's boyfriend brought me home. He had no knowledge of Rosie as we were in high school and I didn't want to be that girl. We pulled into my driveway. The house was pitch black, no lights on except for my bathroom light. I think unintentionally we all looked up there as it was a bright light and he said in a shaky voice, who's the little blonde up in your bedroom? Thinking he was making it up because I didn't see her there, I asked him to describe her and he did to a T of who Rosie is and the outfit she always had on. Pink shirt, faded blue jeans and pigtails secured by two blue scrunchies. I refused to go inside after they left and I sat and cried. I was beyond scared. How did he know? How did he see her? Why was she making herself be seen? And why was it to someone with no knowledge of her and not to myself? I started to hear people around me all the time comment on the girl with pigtails, but whenever I scanned my surroundings, there was never one. I couldn't take it anymore and I finally told my mom absolutely everything. I started with the details of what she looked like and it made my mom cry instantly. I just thought she was emotional that day until she interrupted me and asked me what the girl's name was. I told her it was Rosie, where she became even more hysterical. She pulled up the obituary of my cousin Amber Rose, who passed away before I was even a thought to my parents. She was strangled and essayed by her stepfather, who was her primary father figure in her life, in a cemetery only about a mile from my house. When she showed me the picture, it was Rosie. My mom told me that only her closest family called her Rosie, a nickname her grandfather gave her that she hated, but let some people call her to honor her late grandfather. I accepted her even more that day. I like to think that she's just tried to keep me safe all these years. I never tried to communicate to her through a spiritual way since, but I think of the day when someone pretended to be her. She's definitely still with me as I randomly find a necklace or a piece of doll clothing in my house that I know I got rid of when I left home, got my own place, and had a child of my own. When I first found out how she died, I questioned if it was my dad she was protecting me from, but he is the best dad ever. Very involved. The one I had always gone to with secrets, problems, or heartbreaks. He's definitely the nurture in nature versus nurture. So what was she guarding me from? I still talk to her, ask her questions, and feel her presence. I'm just not as involved as I used to be, but I would love to hear what you think. Is it a coincidence that was the name of my imaginary friend? Is she really here in another form and is actually a guardian angel? Most importantly, who was on the Ouija board when my friend had that happen to her? And how did they know everything? Because it couldn't have been Rosie. Hurting someone isn't what she did. She always had kept me safe. Wow, this is crazy. Okay, I feel like Rosie is definitely the Rosie that your mom is talking about. And I feel like she was definitely the thing. See, this is where it's weird, right? Because in the beginning, when she was playing that weird game with you, that was like, not cool to me like it did not it seemed kind of scary and I was like maybe Rosie's like not a good spirit not a good entity but then after that like she told you not to fuck with the Ouija board stuff and I feel like she has been kind of watching over you and protecting you so I don't know maybe she was just playing the game because like you guys wanted her to play the game so she got into the game I don't I don't really know what the game part was about the thing that came through when you did the Ouija board like I feel like that was definitely a demon or an evil spirit and it was just it just knew everything I feel like demons know all the information I feel like they know all the things like that's how they get you right they pretend to be somebody and like they give you information about things like they know all the things so I feel like whatever came through obviously was not Rosie it was something pretending to be Rosie and trying to I don't know what it was trying to do it seemed like it possessed your other friend which was freaking weird and scary black eyes two black eyes is like it's a demon right one of the things that I'm really not sure about is how come later in life 
Now, other people were seeing Rosie, but you were not seeing Rosie. Like, I wonder why she stopped showing herself to you specifically, but she started showing herself to the people around you. That's something I don't understand. Like, maybe you guys have an idea about that because why would she do that? Or maybe you just, uh, maybe you just, because you said you stopped trying to talk to her and stuff. So maybe you just kind of closed yourself off to her. So that's why you weren't able to see her, but she wanted you to know that she was still around. So she showed herself to other people, maybe? Either way, what a crazy, amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing. Short Cast Club.